Sunday to you guys, my besties. Um, I would just like to preface this whole episode by saying it's 12.40 in the morning and we don't have an outline. And I'm tired. <laughs> I am too. I kind of feel like cow poop right now. Oh, yeah? Manure? This, yeah, I feel like manure. I, yeah, I feel like the living version of a pile of manure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Marie, go ahead. Okay, you guys. Um, Take over. Oh, <laughs> my <sorry>. gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Take over. <laughs> um, today, we're going to be talking about how to argue with people effectively. This yep. This could be anything specifically from parents, friends, partners, yep. random people on the street. You never know. Here's what I want to say. What? Arguing, it's it's a general topic, okay? It, it takes a lot of grace and a lot of skill to be good at it. And if you are good at it, it will serve you very well. I feel like a common mistake a lot of people make. Let, let's, let's focus in on a specific example here just to give people some context arguing with your parents. A lot of kids make the mistake of attacking their parents and not listening to what their parents say instead of actively listening and responding in a fruitful way. No, I honestly, I get what you're saying because if that's like one of those things where if you just go into an argument and say, you did this, you did that. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're, just waiting for them to be done talking so that you can attack them instead of listening and responding. You're going to go in circles. Exactly. Instead of using you statements, use I statements. I so instead of instead of being like, you did this the other day and it drove me up a freaking wall. I mm-hmm. cannot believe it. Be like, hey, it hurt me when this happened. Much more tame than you did this. Cause once yeah, you start it feels saying, less aggressive. Yeah, once you start saying, you did this, it's like, okay, I'm going to start putting my walls up because I feel like I'm being attacked. I agree. I feel like with parents, too, is if you refuse to acknowledge the other person's argument and their side of the story, then you're just going to, like you said, be running in circles. You have to find common ground and use that common ground to push your main point. As much as I hate to admit that I actually learned anything from junior year English, I have to give it to our, our teacher in that learning how to... About fallacies? Yeah, yes, but also understanding emotional appeal. Let me give you an example. When you are mad at your parents and you're trying to argue your point, you have to appeal to their emotions. If you are not helping them to understand why you're upset and make them feel what you're feeling, then you're not going to get anywhere. They have to sort of, you have to be able to put your parents in your own shoes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So emotional appeal and arguments can be a really helpful tool. Does that kind of make sense? Kind of. It's like you're trying, you're pretty much trying to swap shoes for a second, understand where the other person is coming from, and then like reset and go from there and be like, okay, now that I kind of understand what you're thinking and what you're going through and what you're feeling, let's retry this. Yeah. Like, remember the whole ethos, pathos, logos thing? somewhat similar to the whole appeal to emotion thing is appeal to logic and i like this one because a lot of a lot of kids when they're arguing their point on something they'll they'll weaken their argument with sort of like getting worked up you know like you don't understand me like they get they get angry you know they they don't think logically and they don't work out their argument in their head they just get upset you know what i mean have you ever found yeah. yourself in that position so sometimes parents respond really well to 
simply just a child who can logically put together their thought and create a convincing argument rather than just getting angry and upset. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, and also you have to, like, remember, what are you arguing about and what do you want to come from it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Focus on what you want to come from the argument. Because, okay, another good point. A lot of kids, when they're arguing with their parents, they get sidetracked and they lose sight of why they're actually arguing. I know I've found myself in many situations where I'll be arguing with my mom and dad and then all of a sudden I'm so angry and I'm so mad I'll bring up something that's kind of unrelated to the whole argument, you know? Like just something that made you upset like a long time ago or something. Like maybe I'll be mad about how my parents won't let me go out one night and all of a sudden I'm like, mom and dad, you never... You never let me go out with my friends. It makes me so angry. Just like how you always make me do the dishes every single day. Like you're so controlling, you know? It's like here I am trying to get them to let me go out at night when I sidetrack my argument by bringing up how they're controlling. That being said, okay, these are somewhat universal techniques, but it's important to understand who you're arguing with. Those all work well when you're arguing with a parent but sometimes it might not be as effective when you're arguing with, say, a significant other. So, for example, if you're arguing with um, a partner, okay, this is an interesting thing I saw on TikTok. It was called the the Four Horsemen, I think, of whatever. I don't remember the full name. But it was (laughs) basically like this experiment designed to see if couples would stay together or if they would divorce. And it it was pretty foolproof. And the way the test worked was um, simply by observing a couple's arguments. Like they would observe the arguments for uh, four different signs that almost all couples that eventually divorced displayed. Does that Mm kind of make sense? Yeah. So I don't remember what they all were exactly, but one of the four. I'm so curious. You are? Yeah. One of the four four horsemen was stonewalling. So if they were observing a couple's arguments and they noticed that one of the partners whenever a hard topic would come up, would basically shut down and refuse to talk about anything, basically stonewalling the other partner. It was a common sign of divorce. Tea. I know, right? Another one of the signs they commonly noticed in couples' arguments was attacking the other person's character. So if you were, if the couple got in an argument and one of the um, people in the couple just started berating the other person's character, like degrading them and taking them down, talking down to them as a person, like using it using the argument as an like a means to basically bring them Just down take them down yeah then that was a common sign of divorce and so the way i see it is if you can avoid simply attacking them criticizing them and shutting down completely you're avoiding making arguments explosive you yeah, know what i mean you're already halfway there to not getting a divorce <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um yeah honestly okay here's my thing is I am a big believer in not yelling. I, I completely agree. Like, I hate yelling. I don't like it. It's just... It just makes arguments so much more... Well, it's not even that. It's unnecessarily just like, angry and aggressive. Literally. It's like, for what reason are you yelling? Like, I understand you're upset, but like, why? Yeah. Don't, so, let, don't, let, your, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Yeah. For real. Like, if you feel like... I've okay, I feel like there's multiple ways that you can go about an argument though. Like I mean, I don't know, maybe you're having it over text, maybe you're in person, maybe you're over FaceTime, who knows? But like if you are in person and you're getting to a point where like you guys are about to actually start screaming at each other, 
it's time to take a step back and separate from each other. Like if you get to a point where you're yelling at each other, go to a different room, cool down, journal or write down like Mm -hmm. what you're feeling, why you think you're feeling that way and how you feel like it would benefit you so that you don't feel that way again. I agree. Like, I feel like that would be beneficial if you're arguing or yelling, not yelling, if you're like getting really mad at each other over text, just take a little break. Or honestly, sometimes if you're arguing with someone over text, just call them because like you guys could be reading the text completely wrong. Oh, no, for real. We used to do that. We used to. We we would get in big fights over like little things that we texted and we're like, like, I would be so mad that you'd said something and then we'll talk about it later and you'd be like, oh, that's not how I meant that we, to sound at all we you know? like have saved our arguments over snapchat before and then i go back, back and at read them, them sometimes well oh. we've gone back over them and read them to each other That's and so bad the fact of how different we like interpret it yeah literally the fact of how you might have said mm-hmm. something like oh i hope you have a good like i hope you have a good time with jessica you know, I might have read it like, I hope you have a good time with Jessica. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, it's just, it's so just easy to misinterpret completely things. Completely different. So if you're having text, sometimes you just need to call each other, honestly, or like <laughs> see each other or something because you could be interpreting it completely different. Also, here's my thing is typically I am like a huge believer in don't go to bed angry, mm-hmm. but you know, that's different than sometimes just needing to cool down. Well, right. Like, sometimes you need to cool down and, you know, take some space. But, like, usually I'm just a big believer in, like, if you're in any way possible somewhat upset with each other, don't get a bit, like, don't go to bed angry. I agree. But, honestly, I think my views on that are kind of starting to change. Because, like, if you get in an argument and you're just going in circles and you're, like, you're not getting anywhere, you don't know why you're arguing anymore, then, like, what are you doing exactly? Yeah, you know what I mean? Y- like you said earlier, it's just running in circles. It's just running in circles. Like, just say goodnight. And pick it up, pick it up another time. Well, yeah, that, or, like, say goodnight, have a good sleep, and then in the morning, think about it, and if it feels completely stupid, Sorry. be like, you know what, that, that was stupid. Yeah. And I'm... I'm sorry that that like got completely out of hand. Let's learn from it and move on. But so if it's one of those things that you go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning and you're like, I feel like this problem isn't resolved. We need to talk it through. Well, okay, here's my thing. If you go to bed like somewhat upset with each other, I think that you should still talk through it and like express how you guys were feeling in the moment. Because if you just like wake up the next morning and you're like, oh my gosh, like I love you. That's great. But you still need to right. like, talk about why you were to address the problem. Yeah, like you, like that's great that you still love each other and that you made up. But like you need to talk through how you were feeling and you know your thought process and why you said what you did. Like you can't just go to sleep and hope everything like sweep it under the rug and hope everything's okay in the morning. No, you're still gonna need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know. I'd keep in mind that sometimes when you a lot of times in newer friendships and relationships. Seeing the way a person functions in an argument can actually be really beneficial for understanding, like, who they actually are. Because if a person is mean and vindictive during an argument, chances are that you don't, you don't want to be around that person even when they're not mad, you know? Right. Like, well, yeah. So if they're, it's kind of like what you were bringing up earlier. Like, 
if they start arguing with you and start just immediately attacking attacking your character uh-huh. and like just bringing up things that aren't necessary like if you're if you're arguing about pizza um flavors pizza flavors topics <laughs> flavors <laughs> who are you <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're arguing about pizza toppings and then all of a sudden they're like, I hate you for liking that flavor. You're ugly. You're an awful person and I can't stand you. It's like, A, what did that have to do with the argument at all? B, why are you being so mean to me like right now? Like you're literally just attacking my character ad hominem, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, exactly. Like, if you didn't know, ad hominem is a fallacy. Fun fact. Um, thanks, Olin. Yep. I don't know. It's like when you when you argue with someone for the first time, you're seeing their true colors. So just kind of take note of how they argue with you. Yeah. You know, and like if something kind of pops up that's a red flag, maybe don't ignore it. It doesn't have like it doesn't have to make it be done. Just don't ignore the red flag. And also, I would just like to say that I feel like it's also like a thing that perfect relationships like they won't argue with each other that's false okay everyone has arguments it's everyone normal has arguments. and you have to learn to expect them and deal with them hopefully pro- properly yeah in a way that in a way that's constructive rather than hurtful which like the tips that we're giving you are not going to work for everyone i think it you really have to like go through it and learn from each other and with each other but i mean i feel like honestly I don't know if this is more of like a middle school thing. I feel like it's more of a middle school thing than a high school thing. But like if a relationship gets in one argument, it's like, okay, we're done. No. Listen. Yeah, you have to learn that arguments are sort of part of the deal. They happen. And it's about how you deal with them rather than trying to avoid them. Literally. Like if you're sweeping things under the rug because you're like, oh, no, this is going to start an argument. Like wrong idea. You have to learn to face those and take them with responsibility and integrity and if you think like no if i bring this up they're just gonna get mad at me i don't want to bring it up that might be a red flag that that might be a sign you're with the wrong person or a person who refuses to acknowledge and understand your feelings yeah like they honestly if you bring up something that has that's a manipulative thing like if you bring up something that has been bothering you recently and somehow they get they get mad about it and somehow turn it on around on you to mm-hmm. make you feel bad. You need to look at that. And I mean, that's kind of, uh, it's, if it's questionable. Yeah. But I don't know. Overall, just make sure you know what battles to take and which ones to just leave too. Yeah. No, seriously. Not every hill is worth dying on. And if it's a small thing, <laughs> have, you, have you never heard that expression? I've never heard that. It, it, it's basically like pick and choose your battles, you know, don't. Yeah. If it's something little and minor, don't necessarily start a huge argument over it and wait it out, you know? Yeah. I'd say the most important advice I could give about being an effective arguer and an effective communi- communicator is just to listen actively. Don't listen to respond. Listen to understand, you know? Ooh, if, good call. Yeah, if you don't know what the other person is trying to tell you and teach you, you won't be able to respond as, effe- as effectively, you know? Yeah. You want to know what they're trying to communicate to you so that you can best counter that, you know, and also use it and take it into your own account. Does that make sense, kind of? 
I'm going to be honest, I kind of just zoned out what you it's said. It's okay. I've been half asleep this whole time. <laughs> but this you know what? <laughs> we are at 22 minutes. This this might not be our most interesting episode, you guys, but... No, we're... <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're, like, really sleepy right yeah. now. I'd also remember that if you're in an argument with your parents, just remember that they want what's best for you, and they're really trying their best to do a good job at parenting, even if it doesn't feel like it. So Keep in mind, yeah. this, is, this is their first time being a parent okay mm. like it if doesn't you're the oldest yeah. it do, no not even if you're the oldest because think about it i'm the youngest but it's their I am, first time parenting you it's their first time parenting me like i am nothing like my three mm. older siblings i'm completely different so you know like we're all different so it's their first time parenting me and i'm gonna respond differently than my other siblings mm-hmm. so I don't know. Just kind of try and keep that in mind. Sometimes I have to remind myself that it's their first time parenting me. But we hope you learned something from this episode. I'm sorry if it's kind of boring. We should really take a picture <laughs> of what we look like so that we can post it or uh-huh. something. I'm so tired. Um. Uh, will you shut hold on. Th- can I post a picture of you on the story right now? Sure, but will you sh- shut the podcast off? Yes. That's not what I'm trying to say. Stop recording. Oh, hold on. Uh, that's so annoying. Can I post this photo on our story? Sure. Okay. That's great. That's All really right, nice. you guys. I really hope that you learned something from this episode. I'm sorry if it was a little bit boring. It's currently one in the morning. We're both very tired because mm-hmm. we've had a lot going on. It's summertime, baby. Mm-hmm. Go and enjoy it. Um, I hope you're listening to this in your happy car. podcasting. No, nope. Happy listening. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, we love you. Get it, girls. Glamorous girls. BG gang girls. Um, that was that was well done. Thank you. Grape girls. Grapefruit. Gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Gladiator girls. Gladiator girls. <laughs> Gynecologist. <laughs> Gynecologist girls. Grace girls. Graceful girls. We love you all, and we hope that you're having. Oh. Get it, guys. Hello. Gangrene. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, You are loved. You are adored. You are beautiful. And we'll see you in two weeks. <gasps> Giraffe. Giraffe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh.